Hello and welcome to episode 38 of season two of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Collum. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Mark. How are you? Fired up. Fired up. In a good way. That is good. And in, and in an angry way, but we'll leave that for <laughs> our next grievance episode. I'll hang on to my anger until then. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, so today, um, <laughs> if you're new to the channel, rate, review, and subscribe. We talk about all kinds of stuff, mostly current events, um, but also we talk about uh, deeper, more serious things. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. Oh, there we go. That's better. All right. Okay. We are recording. We are totally recording. Good, good. Um, so today's coffee. Oh, yes. As we always have coffee. Are these new mugs, by the way? No, these are not old oh, mugs. Oh, because they're very cool. Thank you. Um, they say Mark Hughes Photography on them. Uh, we have coffee from Epoch Chemistry out of Moncton, New Brunswick. Mm. The Terra Villa from Brazil. Should have tasting notes of dried fruits. Yep, I get that. Caramel and milk mm. chocolate. Oh, I definitely get the so I this is back to the soft water. Oh yeah. Soft water yep. today. Okay. But a new kettle. And a new kettle, right. which will tie in with our theme for today. <laughs> okay. <sighs> nice. Very dad nice. jokes, gonna need dad jokes. You know what? I am remiss with my dad jokes. All right, I've got a couple. Here we go. I quizzed my daughter. If okay. there's a bee in my hand, what's in my eye? She frowned, shook her, shook her head, and responded, I don't know. What? I smiled and answered, beauty. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, my goodness. Should have seen that one coming. So, and Monday is Greg. Tuesday, Ian. Wednesday, Greg. Thursday, Ian. Friday, Greg. Saturday, Ian. Sunday, Greg. That's the Gregorian calendar <laughs> hey i just remembered i do have a dad joke okay you've, you've it's a little bit long though but it's a good payoff okay, <laughs> okay. and it's about a dad okay. okay okay so there was uh there was this dad who had three teenage daughters right and he was very very old school traditional okay and uh, the daughters of course wanted to start dating boys and the dad if he had his way, it wasn't going to happen, right? Of course. But the three daughters and the mom, you know, they kept kind of, yeah, they kept after the guy. And finally he sort of said, okay, I'll tell you what, I, I, I appreciate you, girls are mature enough now and you have to have, uh, you know, your own lives. But here's the deal. Every time that a boy comes to take you out, I want to meet this individual. And, uh, and if I don't like it, it's not happening. Right. Okay. So, they say that's fine. So Friday night comes and uh, the doorbell rings, and uh, the first young man, that was about seventeen, right, standing mm -hmm. there looking kind of nervous. And so the dad opens the door and he's, you know, he's playing that the the dad face, right. So the kid says, "Hi, I'm Eddie. I'm here for Betty. We're going for spaghetti." So he's like, "Yeah, okay, Betty, get on down here, right." So the first. Uh, Daughter comes up, they go, you know, be back by 10 o'clock and off they go, right? Um, second kid shows up and uh, he says, uh, my name is Frank. I'm here for Lou Ank and uh, we're going to walk around the bank. So he's like weird, but 
yeah, acceptable, right? So calls out a second daughter and off they go, right? Uh, 20 minutes later, the third daughter is sort of patiently waiting. Doorbell rings. It's this sort of nervous looking guy, right? Same thing. He goes, hi, I'm Chuck. The dad goes, forget it. Slams the door shut. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> hey, I was reading a bit about atheism. You know, it turns out it's a nonprofit organization. Now that's deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> My son came to me and he was holding an acorn and says, uh, what's this? And I said, it's a tree. He said, really? I said, yeah, in a nutshell. Oh. Okay. Anyway, Ooh, that's go. enough of that. Ooh. <laughs> okay. What uh, what learnings, what wisdoms what have wisdoms? you um, acquired? Well, uh, oh, my wife and I had this long discussion this morning about uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah. So Jordan Peterson is kind of interesting because he's not always been a whack job. He, uh, you know, he used to, his big thing was about uh, five or six years ago. The turning point, I think, in Jordan Peterson was he really had issues with um, with uh, gender pronouns. Yes, I remember. That was so, kind of where he really came to prominence, right? Yeah. So, he, you know, a lot of this but stuff he, before he hit that, on that last week, though, with a, a, oh, some sort of whiny screed. Yeah, this is the thing. So his big issue is that he he doesn't believe in um, gender pronouns, and he's leaned into it heavily. Right. And then he started doing other stuff. He's a climate denier. He's an yeah. anti-vaxxer. He's all kinds of stuff. And that man has had some troubles with his own demons, put it that way, right? But, but the other thing, the thing about Jordan Peterson, he's also an incredible marketer. If you look at his YouTube, it's well-subscribed. He's got it well-marketed, yep. and it's all like 13 solutions for whatever ails you kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Simple-minded, stupid, surface-level. Surface-level stuff. It's not your fault that you're a loser. It's well, because my, blah, blah, blah. My son got right? this book, and it was like, 48 rules for living or something like that by him no no oh no no okay my son no 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 uh not jordan no. peterson but from I, I can't remember what the name of the other guy was yeah but uh and it's it's like one of these things it's like somebody's opinion about something right. that has like half of these rules are you know contradict each other and they, sure. you know it's just like a um Verbal <laughs> diarrhea it doesn't matter because ninety nine percent of people are are not going to read the book. Yeah, and the one percent that read it will probably not apply what's in there, and you got a good book. So well, and right. and and I, I have an issue. Like he's Jordan Peterson in particular has been kind of a bit of a um, a poster boy for these incel white yes white men, right? Well, that's right. He 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 stokes their grievance, right? He gives right. it legitimacy. I have a real right. hard time with the whole concept of incel, which is involuntary celibacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I have to say that for all of time, most guys have had in periods of time incel happening to them. Yes. And all, always. 
but this whole thing about blaming somebody for it right is uh is the new part well that is the new part although you know i don't know why stuff pops up in your in in a particular youtube feed i have been seeing and i don't quite know well i think actually i have an idea of why it came up because i've been following one lady who is quite well spoken but some other stuff's been popping up and being old white guy um as both of us are her perspectives, I, I guess she's some kind of therapist and she's sort of taking the other side of the coin, which is the, the messaging that young women have got. And I, I haven't checked out her stats, but she talks about how like young women of a certain style or age are because of social media attracting so much attention from a small percentage of, of men. So, so if a young, so if a girl is reasonably attractive, this is the argument that she's making. It gets so much attention on social media that they are now rejecting up to like 80% of, let's just say regular guys, guys that 40, 50 years ago, you would have met at church or, you know, the dance club. Well, now it's kind of like there's this um, artificial, uh, augmented dynamic where they're like, well, look at all the attention I'm getting on my just fans channel yeah, yeah. or, or Instagram. So why would I waste my time with you? Uh, and so there's a lot of guys who would have been just regular folks and, you know, decent, hardworking, you know, reasonable people, but they don't stand up to that the standard. And now we're getting basically nowhere, like no attention from women. So I could almost see, it's not entirely one side or the other. Now I do agree. There's, there's unfortunately, I think a, a guy like Peterson and a lot of these guys, it's the same as a Trump or, or, you know, it's this populist taking advantage of a situation, which is perhaps true. And rather than trying to help these people preying on them, right. With, well, and, with and books for, and, and all of this and for stuff. The, right? For these gentlemen who are, they call themselves incel. It's just like, you're blaming a whole group of individuals, all these women, for your lack of sexual attention. Yes. Um, maybe you need to look in the mirror, right? Like, if you're treating people awful, exactly. why on earth would you think anybody would want to spend time with right. you? Years ago, I read a letter by Dan Savage, who is a columnist. Uh, I think I still have a copy of it somewhere because I'm. I my intention was I hang on to it and give it to my to my boys, right? And it was brilliant because it was a letter written to like a 15 year old boy, and he was like basically being really upfront, which is, look, I'm sorry, but you're 15 year old boy, and 15 year old girls are more mature, they're more developed. And they want nothing to do with you, right? Because they are attracted to 21-year-old and 19-year-old, and right? And that's just the way it is. So you can be bitter about that, or you can realize that time does move on. And here's what you should do. You know, channel your energy into taking care of yourself, yeah. exercise. If you've got bad skin, you know, figure out what that is. Read books, right? And, and become friends with girls, like learn how to talk to girls and listen. And by the time you're 18, 19, 20, 21, you are going to be like... Everybody know, else is going to want to be you. Exactly. So it was yeah. this idea of acknowledging, yeah, it sucks when you're 15 or... Right? But I think to your point, if you go down the dark side, 
and by the you time you're 21, then you're just this bitter. This bitter thing guy. says like, uh, it's like, well, you're not making the situation better. Oh yeah, and and you hear them talk to women, and it's just so abusive, oh, and it's just some like, of the stuff people post like that they're seeing on their DMs. And it's like, just like, what like, is wrong with why you? Why would anybody right? think it's a good idea yeah. to send a picture of their their genitalia? <laughs> like, I got, and this is not an unless old you're guy. Anthony Weiner. Oh, and it wasn't a good idea for him either. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I will try to find that letter uh, because it, and we can post it because it was a brilliant letter that basically said, take advantage, you know, take take responsibility for. Okay, so I'll see if I can find. I'll see if I can find that that damn savage savage letter because it was excellent. Okay, uh, but, but like I was just saying, so acknowledging the reality of yeah, sometimes like you said, the history of time that's always been a problem. What I think hasn't happened is back then people would just have said, "Hey, you know, it is what it is." Like buck up. But now it's like, oh no, let's have a a chat room where we all convince each other just how everybody's against us and and it's yeah it's it's problematic well and the second thing that i learned was in a vacuum everybody assumes the negative and i guess i have this is not <laughs> not new but i've always i've always knew, known this so i'm on the board of a school and we had a bit of a tumultuous summer last year where okay. we ended up having to let go of the principal and there were I a bunch, bunch of fans of the principal now, there was all kinds of reasons entirely justified, and I'm not going to go into them because they're confidential. Right. But Were they only fans? <laughs> no. But the, but the thing about it was, so, uh, so we have taken to heart a lot of the stuff that came out as a result of that whole process. Okay, as a board. And uh, so we've tried to reach out to people, to, to parents, to be more inclusive, to... So we actually had a strategic visioning uh, uh, Is this where we talked the about the SWOT analysis? Uh, no, that's a different organization. Oh, right, right. But, Sorry, but, that was the uh, the Go Center. Yeah, this was... But we, uh, we did do a SWOT, uh, SWOT analysis as part of this uh, okay. strategic Was vision. it better? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah way better. <laughs> Good. And, uh, and uh, it was a really productive day. So we had a whole day-long thing. We invited parents. Right. We were talking about trying to maybe even get a student there. We had staff. We had board members. So, so I, I, open invitation to all of these parents. Yep. And none of the troublemakers, well, a lot of them have left, but none of the ones that remained, you know, showed any interest whatsoever. <laughs> and course. then they started posting stuff on like, there's this parents group and they're going like, yeah, you know, it's great that he invited, but they're trying to co-opt us. I'm going like, what? <laughs> like we're trying to invite them to have their voice heard, to say whatever they need to say. And they choose not to say anything. Right. But we'll sit on social media and basically, you know, with some sort of diatribe and, you know, they don't know us from Adam. They've never taken the time to know anything about the board or right. what motivates it. They no, just no. assume all kinds of, of negative course. stuff. And it's really. In fact, it probably serves them to not show up. Oh, yeah. Because they, they could be disabused of their their assumptions and their, their misbeliefs. So better to, I'm not even going to go there and then I can, I can maintain my, exactly. you know my beliefs as they are uh yeah so it yeah. was it's uh frustrating it, it's been a very uh difficult time as a result of that but right. anyway the core value stuff 
I forgot how invigorating that process is and how useful it is. Mm-hmm. Where um, and part of the whole thing of identifying core values is you use it for hiring and firing people, right? Right. Because you can identify in candidates whether or not they have those core values. Yep. And you can you enunciate what your core values are and see if they buy in. Yep. Um, the second thing is if you're having problems with an employee, it usually means that you can point to one of those core values and say, you're not living to that core value. That's right. Is there a chance that they can change or is that, or are we stuck with that? Yeah. Because without the core values, you're kind of like, oh, you know, it's not doing this. And so um, we have a couple, we have a board member who has some concerns over, over one of our staff. And I said, well, we've just gone through this exercise. We've just decided on these core values. Which core value mm. do you think that person is not living up to, right? And if you can't point to a core value, it means one of two things. Either you're not, it's not really a value for the organization. Right. Or we missed it when we did the core values. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be things. one of those two things. Yeah. So uh, are you telling me the core values are incomplete? Or are you telling me, because one of the things that, so, so in, in, in fact, what it is, the issue that, uh, that this board member has is specifically related to kind of trust. Mm. I brought up trust as an important value for me. Right. And I asked if that was important to, for all the people there. And there was like 10 of us. Right. And they said integrity was much more important than trust. Oh, so I said, okay, I'll go with that. I mean, okay. that's trust is my sure. issue, yeah, yeah. but it is not necessarily yeah. other people. Absolutely. And everybody agreed, and so we move forward. Mm-hmm. The issue that the board member had is more related to trust. There you go. So, um, so either it is or it isn't. <laughs> when I uh, when I was running the uh, the base camp four thing, we had a great tool. Well, I guess I still have it, but I just don't use it anymore. But exactly. So get down to those core values, right? Really work that, and then. And this is where it would be a, a little bit of a sneaky thing. Cause you're right. Hiring and firing, but we would assess, we'd say really, you should assess all of your people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Oh, the people that we already hired, like before we did this and I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. And I had one owner was like, cause I think we generally you come down to like about five values. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they asked, well, like, like what's the magic number? Let's say they've got three out of the five. Is that good enough or should we get rid no, of them? it's five out of five. <laughs> the question was like, well, look at the values. And if they really are, like, which one are you willing to, like, jettison, compromise on, right? Because yeah. it's, a, it's a black or white thing. Now, to your point, you got to be fair, right? Especially when you're dealing with people who have been there yep. and who were hired previous to this because maybe they don't know right yeah, yeah. so it's like you got to be communicating you can't do this like the first day after you've just printed them and you're like you don't match our values you're gone right it's got to be a reasonable coaching explanation but ultimately after let's say a uh, six months a year if somebody is consistently not living up to one of the values that question of like well is four out of five good enough? It's like, no. I mean. No, it's got to be five. Yeah. Or, or else, or, six or like or you said, or else if you're going to let it go, then you got to take that one off the list. Right? And yeah. It can't be 80% of our people adhere to that. No, 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 no. It doesn't work. It's either out. 100% yeah. or zero. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, totally. slip ups. Okay. I mean, everybody sometimes goes, eh, sorry, I killed you or 
stabbed you with my knife. I know no violence, but <laughs> it was it was a momentary lapse, and I won't do it again. Okay, well, you know, we can exactly. give you a freebie. <laughs> so um, I got two other things that you learned. Yeah, ooh, the Chinese Chinese Mars rover has gone dark. Oh, um, more correctly, the Chinese have gone dark about their rover. Oh. Um, they just are not mentioning it all. Like, so wow. when NASA's rovers kind of die, they have kind of like a, that's it, we're done. Uh, and um, um, so they they have like a almost a bit of a ceremony and they're very transparent about it. The Chinese are just like, like apparently uh, there's some, there's a, there's a NASA. Allow the. Uh, there's a NASA um orbiter that's basically photographing and it photograph is photographed on a couple of occasions okay where the mars rover is and it hasn't moved for a couple months okay so uh the suspicion is it's dead now it was only supposed to go about three months it lasted a lot longer okay. than three months but they are we, are we talking the uh conspiracy theories no what did they see they had to shut it down because the aliens were dancing on it that kind of thing no it, it's probably that i mean there's a big issue uh Apparently, because Mars is so dry and so dusty, yeah, um, that they have a real problem with Mars dust, much like they have on the Moon, actually. Right, it's so fine, it's so fine, and yeah. it electrostatically adheres to everything, right. and in particular, it adheres to solar panels. So the solar panels, basically, that are the main power source for the whole thing, um, they um, they've kind of. Uh, um, they they get covered and that's the that's, that's the, the end of it that's the end of it yeah the, is, there, they, the, is there, there wind on mars though there is and in fact there's uh, there's an atmosphere it's just not conducive to human well they've they've had respiratory um, success they had uh the nasa's one uh, i can't remember what it's called integrity infinity right anyway inspiration it, it's one of those kinds of names yeah and um it uh, basically had to shut down because, or because they couldn't charge the batteries anymore because there's so much dust. Okay. And they had actually um, removed the dust uh, by pouring more dust on, basically using the scooper and right. dropping material onto the solar panel so to try and get the dust interesting. off. Interesting. And well, uh, it worked apparently for a little while, but try then something. stopped. And yeah. then, um, then need they a Martian had, squeegee they had, bum. They had an. Uh, an eddy, yeah. <laughs> um, they had a like a, a little vortex or a, like a little mini tornado, right? That came along and hit the 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 solar panel, the whole the whole lander. Okay, and it actually cleaned off the, but it only happened once, and they were super lucky because it's not kind of a normal. There you thing. go. So yeah. um, anyway, I think that's that's kind. interesting. So I heard Biden talked about this. You know, he was quoting. Uh, an old Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah. He said, move over Chinese Rover and let NASA take over. <laughs> that exactly. is not true. No. That is not true. That did not happen. Um, <laughs> Too bad. What else? Uh, well, that's good enough. Let's talk about today's subject, which is, do you have gas? <laughs> Let's be specific. So gas is uh, is an acronym for gear acquisition uh, syndrome, syndrome. Yes. which is basically the need to buy the fastest, the coolest, the whateverest um, items as possible. Because I, you know, I was a victim of it last week. 
<laughs> I have a tendency ah. towards gas. Yes. Um, now, uh, yes. Go on. I have a question, but but finish the intro. Yeah, and so I, in fact, I bought a new camera, and uh, cameras are an expensive Would hobby. Would it be fair to say another new camera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah Do, uh, it would be fair to say that topic. i mean part of it is i mean i'm a professional photographer i sure. need to have tools absolutely um you know and most modern cameras will no do one a would great argue with job. that uh and the things that differentiate sort of a or the ability to get some really interesting shots are usually things towards the edge Right, sure. So, oh, fair uh, enough. Yep. You know, the longest zoom lens, the yep. widest zoom lens, the, you know, um, great lighting or whatever. Um, so anyway, I've been, um, so I, I, for about, about 13 years now, I've been, uh, I've been um, shooting on a format called Micro Four Thirds and it uses a smaller camera sensor. Yeah. It's go, about a quarter of the go size. Go big or go home, right? Well, but part of it is, I really like the system. I like how it works. I like awesome. how it feels. Sure. And it has a, baked into it in the Olympus system, or it's now called OM Digital, uh, is a ton of uh, what they call, what's called computational photography. Okay. So, um, so what's really interesting is most of the other camera manufacturers have not gone down this route. Oh, interesting. Okay. So most camera manufacturers have... Um, Basically, they take a picture. Right. And then they're really good at taking pictures. Okay. Right? So they'll have certain certain features and stuff like that, but they focus most on the quality of the image, image quality and megapixels or right. whatever. <clears throat> sure. Um, what Olympus has done is, and now Olympus, when it was in the film days, also had, their emphasis was on smaller cameras. I remember. Right, always they, they smaller always cameras. Good stuff. Yeah, even had shoot, film yeah. cameras that would, you know, uh, if you had a thirty-six roll of film, it would actually do it in such a way that you would take seventy-two out of the thirty-six. So oh, it would actually double okay. frame up. Interesting. So that all, I didn't know. But, so they did yeah. that. They, they've done that all along. Always okay. the emphasis was on smaller and um, uh, not necessarily lighter, but definitely smaller. Okay. And um, so there's been a move in the last, uh, well, last 10 years at least, uh, towards what they call full-frame cameras. And full-frame cameras are where the sensor is roughly the size of a 35 millimeter. Right. 35 millimeter negative. Um, now, it's not full-frame. They're all technically full-frame. Uh, because you're using all of the sensor. But what yeah. it is, is it's basically saying this is a full 35 mil. Now, there are sensors that are bigger. Sure. They call those medium <clears> format. <throat> Back in the film days, you know, people would have like a Hasselblad or a Mamaya. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Anyway, I will have it in the Facebook. <laughs> but there is all these uh, larger format films. Right. That uh, were not used by pro professional photographers. Sure. Uh, for whatever reason, um, that's not a common format nowadays for professional photographers. Most of them just shoot with full frame, um, 35 millimeter equivalent right. cameras. Um, anyway, I really liked the Olympus stuff. Key things with the Olympus, um, and I was using this for work when I was still a forensic engineer, uh -huh. is that uh, they're weather sealed. 
Okay. So you can buy a camera for a reasonable amount of money that actually will not get water, dust, or and are relatively freeze-proof, which is important where mm -hmm. we live. Yeah. Right. Um, the lenses are smaller. Okay. And uh, like physically quite a bit smaller. And I mean, uh, I kind of showed this to you before, but the these two lenses that I have on the camera are are both effectively the same size. Right. In terms of reach. Yep. Um, but one is about I don't know half the size. Right. Quarter the size. Sure. Like it's substantial so even though the camera bodies are about the same and way very Quite similar, similar actually, yeah. mm -hmm. um, in fact yeah. they look very similar right. they basically all the functionality is basically the same um uh, and both of these are weather sealed um okay. but the the issue is the lens got it and the lenses uh, because you have four times much a, a sensor you're going to have that much bigger a uh, lens so right. all the lenses <clears throat> are bigger are significantly bigger right. and when you travel and whatever <laughs> it's nice to have smaller lenses right. that you can fit it in your checked in sure. back and yet you've bought a camera that has bigger lenses mm -hmm. uh-huh well right okay. so there's certain <laughs> things <laughs> with cameras and cameras in particular there's things you can't get away from right so with this smaller sensor there's this concept called depth of field sure so the depth of field is um uh, I have more depth of field on the, right. on uh, the smaller sensor, and with the bigger sensor, you have a smaller depth of field. And you're going like, Mark, why would I? Why didn't I? Why wouldn't I want more depth of field instead of less depth of field? Well, depth of field is kind of an artistic aspect in portraits, in particular. Ah, that's yes, important that you have a shallow depth of field. Right. Um, so there's a way to do that with very expensive lenses on the on the micro four third system. Right. Um, or you can get very expensive lenses on the full frame system. But, um, but it, it's, uh, I mean, it's po possible, but you're never going to truly get as good a look on that. Right. And in general, because it's a bigger sensor, you have better low life performance. Sure. Wow. So, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to break in here with, I have two hypotheses about gear acquisition syndrome because I have seen it. It's not always, it's not just about photography equipment. My first hypothesis is there's probably a gender uh, difference. <laughs> we don't want to be gender shaming, but I'm going to hypothesize that predominantly men yeah. uh, suffer from this. And the other hypothesis I'm going to have is that men always have a very good rational explanation for why. <laughs> And that's why they they created technical specs because there's there's like a lot of material there to explain maybe to their wives why this was important. When in reality, I think the honesty is like I think cameras are cool and uh, I love them. Right. So I had a guitar player in a band. Very much now you I you know you've said you've been shooting with one system for a lot of years, which is quite um, you know laudable because this guy was constantly like weekly coming up with new guitars trading guitars bringing in a new guitar getting rid of that old guitar and one week it'd be like this is the greatest guitar ever right he had he had a numerous six strings he had seven string eight string nine string stuff i never even heard of a nine like i'd heard of six and twelve but like a nine string guitar he goes oh yeah and a really rare japanese blah 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 and then two weeks later Oh, I sold it. You know, it was like, you know, and I got this other thing that's better. So let's just be honest, whether it be comic books or camera equipment, 
audio equipment. Like I've known people my whole life and it's like, yeah, remember those speakers that I spent $8,000 on six months ago? Uh Yeah. On Kijiji, I got these better speakers now and you could go on for hours. So I I say, enjoy it. (laughs) You know, if you can afford it, Uh, it's a hobby. It's even if a professional person, Uh, computers, you know, some people are into it. Gaming computers, right? Um, so yeah, well, it's almost like, you it's know, one lot, of those joys of, of life. A lot of guys have the personality where they're kind of collectors of sorts. Right. It's kind of a bit of a collector. Yeah. But, um, yeah, now, but now, a practical now, thing, like if you were saying, you know, you're buying Hummel figures or something, but even there, Hey, I used to collect action figures. Right. Mm-hmm. And was there any need or purpose for them? Much less than a camera. I mean, you do use this for work. So it's a beautiful camera and you, you, you appear to be enjoying it. And yeah. Oh, what's another one? Uh, remember on, uh, well, we don't want to really mention his name, but Bill Cosby on the Huxtables, um, wasn't he famous for, he would be collecting like, uh, kitchen appliances. Cause I have heard of that too. Right. Or tools. There's another one, right? Guys with tools and like every possible tool in the book. And it's like, oh, I'm getting rid of that old, uh, you know, whatever, Makita drill. I'm going for something. I'm getting a Ryobi. It's like, all right. <laughs> Better why? <laughs> oh, it's a three-speed drill with reversible torque. Uh, the other one's only got two speeds. Got it. You getting rid of the other one? No, because I might need the two-speed, you know. It's better suited for if you're screwing something under uh, an RV. So I'm going to hang on to it in case I need it. Whatever. Sounds good. You know, like whatever makes you happy, man. Well, it, um, <laughs> well, I, I and yes. you know, I never heard of it. I, I hadn't heard that acronym. You hadn't heard before. that acronym? No. Well, that's a big thing in photography circles. I there's can a imagine. lot of, a lot of people with gas, but it's not limited by any stretch of imagination to right. photography. It's interesting to comment about women and um, yeah, maybe it's not, maybe for them it's other stuff. I mean, cause there's lots of women that collect shoes and oh, collect dresses. And I'm stuff. not trying to say that, but it's, it's less, less gear. It's more other stuff. Yeah. But, but I, again, I have 300 gen- and some odd business books, you know, I've read maybe 200 of them and for a while it was a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A book about leadership. How many books on change management does one guy need? Right. Five, six, yeah. I don't know, like eight. Right. So it's just, you got to go with what you love because you know, life is short. And now, you know, I wouldn't not put shoes on your kid to buy a guitar. It's probably a bit uh, or camera equipment, but that's not what we're talking about. You know, no, this is your business. It's your passion. It's your hobby. It's a great looking camera. well and that's part of the thing is that uh so there's i mean there's a whole bunch of brands so for whatever reason there are main brands and i have not gone with the main this is true you've always been a bit of a so what is is this a different company or is this a brand associated with one of the bigger ones well this is uh i've never heard this particular so well lumix Lumix. is a is a it's a panasonic Okay, it's Panasonic. Panasonic like a system. Okay. So the the issue is, um, so the biggest camera manufacturer on the planet is Canon. Right. Uh, Second is Sony. Third is Nikon. Sony? Yeah, Sony has uh, hit it pretty hard. They're very good. Um, 
now so sony kind of tends to put bleeding edge technology into their their um uh, into their cameras okay uh sometimes it doesn't work great because it's bleeding edge but they've done a great job hmm. um and and they've been making mirrorless cameras longer than any of the other big manufacturers uh, nikon and canon only came to the table within the last three years four oh. years and uh, before that, Sony had been doing it since like 2000, 2000, uh, 20, no, 2010. Really? 20, 2009, maybe. See, I haven't seen a lot of Sony cameras, but uh, then again, I don't travel in the, in the, in in the, the camera, world, camera world. So, yeah. So the thing with, uh, the, thing with uh, the, um, uh, the Sony cameras that I don't like is that, uh, they don't actually fit my hand. So it's kind of a non-starter. So it's interesting. A couple Are they things. too small? Uh, they're too small. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things that are really interesting is uh, there's no such thing as left-handed camera. They just oh, don't exist. They're only right-handed. Interesting. Camera. If you're a left-handed camera, you have to adapt to a right-handed. If you're a right, left-handed a photographer, you, think, you yeah. have to adapt to a right-handed. You think a camera. company would jump on that? And there'd be a market for it, wouldn't you? No, cameras. No. Uh, cameras have the whole camera industry has changed dramatically in the last few years, in particular. Right. Uh, never have we been able to take better quality photos, uh, more in focus, all this stuff. And, they're and selling, as many of them. And they're, and they're selling way fewer of them. So started around 2010 was kind of the peak of um, uh, the peak of camera manufacturers. They were selling like 120, 130 million cameras a year. Wow. I think that's what it is. Like a year. That seems like a lot globally. Globally. Okay. Right? Right. And now it's more like 20. Yeah. Well, in a way, I'm not surprised because you've you've eliminated the entire uh, point and shoot. Let's mark. say casual. Yeah. The point and shoot. No, right? they absolutely. That's the, 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 the entire the entire point and shoot market has been absolutely destroyed. You try and find a point and shoot. You can't. No, there are there are very few of them available. They, they still make be, those disposables, though. You can still, but those are film, right? Uh, you can get uh, there. There is it is possible bit of a, bit to of a get kitschy thing for like a the wedding only, or a, the only point and shoots you can still really get. They're kind of like two classes. There's um, there's these specialty ones like from Sony um, that that use a bigger sensor and, and a fixed lens. Okay. Um, but they, you know, and then Fuji has a couple right. um, that have a fixed, a very specific kind yeah. of lens on it. Or you can get um, these ones that are like designed for underwater. Or I was going to say, like sports. maybe a very niche sort of thing. Right? Those are the only ones that are really right. available anymore. You cannot buy. So these things were there all the time. Does, does that have a phone on it? No. <laughs> It just takes pictures. Well, exactly. So uh, people, <laughs> but it probably does have a uh, Wi-Fi, so you can upload your shots well, to you, the cloud. Even these these two large cameras that I've got, they've got Wi-Fi. Of so course, I, easily. Well, so so, but but my point was that I kind of went to a camera that evokes the values that I have in taking photos. Right. Um, that may not be the most sensible. Sure. Um, because, uh, so Nikon makes great cameras. Now I have a whole bunch of old Canon. I used to shoot Canon. I quite liked Canon at the time. It's very familiar, very comfortable, not super, um, 
you know, it feels okay in my hand. Canons right. feel better than Nikons in sure. my hand, um, which, uh, and Nikons feel better than Sony's in my hand. Sure. But like this Panasonic, it just checks all the boxes of right. the things that I value. Yeah. Um, oh, what is the problem? The biggest problem I have with this camera is pretty simple. It's not as popular camera, so there's not as it's not as easy to get lenses. Right. Um, they're almost all special order instead of uh, like you can just go and pick one up yeah, off the shelf. The Vista or or uh, VTech or whatever, right? Not a sponsor. Uh, this this tech, this tech, or McBain, yeah, like they'll have so they'll have like four lenses instead of like four to heat lenses. Um, uh, and um, yeah, so it's uh, so I've picked a somewhat less, a significantly less popular format, right? Basically, because I like the performance, I like all kinds of aspects, I like how it feels. Yeah, because for me, I, I shoot a lot of, um, um, well, I spend a lot of time shooting and I want to like how it feels. I like the process. Of course. Absolutely. Right. Whereas right. like cannons are a little plasticky. Yeah. No, um, this has got some very nice weight to it. it and it feels it like it might a... be a bit heavy, but yeah. No, no, it's a, it's very nice. Well, and they have this yeah. uh, cool feature that uh, that I will show on a Facebook thing. But basically with the lenses, uh, the Olympus does this as well. Basically, if you, most, almost all the manufacturers have this thing where you can focus by wire. So basically you have a, a ring on the lens that uh -huh. will turn and allow you to focus. Um, uh, Olympus and Panasonic have this thing, this, it's called a manual clutch. I pull back the focus ring and now it has uh, the ability to manually focus, but you can actually see, like it has distance markers. Okay. It has stops on it. It's like limits to how far it goes. Right. And so uh, it's just, um, it when you're in trouble and when you're trying to take a photograph in a clutch situation and your autofocus is not working for whatever reason, that ability to just pull pull the, the focus and and do it yourself and especially with mirrorless cameras they have like these little focusing aids that show up immediately and you can actually see what's in focus and what's not like in a way that you could never do with with any of the old like canon none of them do that. right right and um sony has a thing called focus peaking but uh but like uh the uh when you do this on a uh get this to work it works better if you don't have the lens cap turning on. the camera on as soon now. as i as soon as i do this it actually zooms into the middle bart oh yeah and you yeah, can yeah. sort of see and then you see that little blue light yes that's called focus peaking that's telling me what's in focus very so cool. uh it's just those kinds of um subtle little bits and pieces that are important anyway so I bought a camera. It's, uh, I, I actually think I might do a video, might do a video specifically on it. About That's a good idea. The difference. With sure. This because yeah, I'm learning about this camera right. and, uh, it's, uh, and comparing it to my old camera. What's really interesting is I did a photo shoot on the weekend. I wanted to try this camera. So I did try it a little bit. Right. I have to tell you, my Olympus did way better on certain aspects of this. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe just cause you're more familiar with it. 
No, it was faster to oh, focus, faster to do certain things. Um, oh. and yes, I'm definitely more familiar with it. Um, the photos turned out really good in the, or like really quite amazing on, on the, the larger sensor camera, but the ability to get this, the photos was way easier with, with the Olympus. Interesting. So wow. even though I got photos from both, yeah, I, there was a particular cat I was right. using. Okay. And uh, I was using studio strobes and all that stuff. Yeah. I knew the settings. They all look good. Yeah. But capturing the focus and the speed at which you can focus and do little bursts for animal photography, definitely the Olympus is important. Is, is, is Very kind of, interesting. Yeah. A bit of a step yeah. up. So. Well, anyway. you know what the you know what they say, right? What. You don't want to judge a photographer on the length of his Zoom lassie. <laughs> Are you saying size matters or size doesn't matter? I'm saying, uh, I'm not saying anything more. Okay. I'll let that statement stand on its own. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so like, media. Uh, media. What media? media, media, media so media. my wife uh, started watching this show. And so I watched it last night. It's called The Consultant. Have you heard about this thing? Uh, is it Christopher, Christopher Walsh? I, I saw it pop up. I oh haven't started watching it yet. Oh my God. Like, I am totally hooked. Is I it have, good? It is weird. Really weird. Okay. Um, uh, really weird, but in an intriguing way. That okay. Kind of like, kinda like yeah. watching a car crash. You kind of can't take your eyes off of it. Wow. But, um, and I'm just like, you know, and, and then, you know, you have people and they, they're going like, oh, I, can, I need to try and figure this out. And maybe I should do this. I'm going like, that's a bad decision. Bad decision. It's so obvious it's a bad decision. And, and so they're basically showing where you're kind of dealing with social convention. Like if your boss asks you to do something, yeah, okay. you generally say yes. Um, and so they're they're saying yes because their boss asked them, even right. though they think it's a bad idea. And it turns out it's a really bad idea. Okay, interesting. And um, so it's very interesting. I'm not going to give anything away because it, <laughs> although I will tell you that when Christopher Walls is definitely some sort of villain, how much of one or it's changes every week. Yeah, that, that guy is brilliant. Yeah, it uh, is. Uh, it is creepy. Okay. Creepy as hell. I saw it pop up on, on like my, in my email. Like I think maybe it's, is it on Netflix? It's One on Prime. The, it's on, on Prime. Prime. So I saw it pop up in my email. I saw it was him and I was like, oh, I'm going to make a note of that. So, um, I yeah. highly recommend, just watch one. Let's okay. See, see where it goes. Sounds good. Yeah. Because you'll either, yeah. the, the, the uh, so I've watched three so far. And, okay. And uh, I'm just like, I hope this is going somewhere, but I don't know. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Like he, even if it doesn't go anywhere, it's still a hell of a ride. Okay, so it's cool. kind of like um, uh, remember Lost? Oh yeah, at the beginning yeah, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like this is a hell of a ride. This is like that. Okay, that'd be so, interesting. Yeah, uh, I uh, <laughs> I thought Shrinking was over after six episodes. I don't know why. It's just dropping one at a time. Yeah, and then I I found that there's actually ten episodes in the first season, so I was very happy. Like woohoo, because it is. It's good. And at the end of the sixth one, there was this like weird cliffhanger. And I was like, it kind of made sense. It could have ended there. I'm like, oh, when's season two? And I found out four more episodes of season one coming. So great. And of course, Picard season episode three. Yeah. Uh, you're not a big Picard guy? No, that's not the problem. So I, so I don't have Crave. 
So Picard oh, is on Crave. Yeah. So I've been using old school PVR recording. Oh, to so get the, it like on sci-fi or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the first yeah, yeah. episode, I don't know what happened, but I'm missing the first <gasps> bit. No. And so I'm going, uh, Okay. Yeah. So I started watching. I'm going, this seems like it's in the middle. And because they're all of a sudden they're doing something because of something that's already happened, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Okay. So, um, so I think I'm going to either have to buy the individual episodes or maybe buy Crave for a bit. Yeah. I don't know. We've had Crave for a long time and you know, it's not bad. There's some, there's some good stuff on there. Like, well, so all the Star Trek comes up on, on Crave. And I think the last of us is on Crave right now because it's uh HBO. So there's stuff that, you wouldn't get on other, and they have some kind of special yeah, yeah. distribution deal in Canada. So we've had it for a long time. Well, and, I have uh, to, I, it's I, pretty good. I have to tell you. So I am totally choked. At, so I'm always choked at telecom providers because as much as people are a fan of Shaw or Telus or Rogers yes. or Bell or whatever, are there fans it's of the, these companies? It's the same crap in a different pile. Of There's course. Always, I mean, it's like who can do the best job of bad customer service? Yes. So, Air Canada. I have been a Telus customer forever. Means nothing to them. Right. <laughs> so, my wife goes and looks and goes, What the hell are we spending on our Telus bill all of a sudden? I'm going like, like it just jacked up. And, um, and I'm going like, did did something change? Is something going on? And uh, as I'm uh, doing that, uh, I, I get, you know, I called them up. I said like, what the what the hell is going on? Well, well, your two year contract expired, yes. so you you know you went now to the regular full rates. So I'm going like, if you want, I can put you back on the two year contract again. I'm going like. Why am I calling you? Why didn't you call yeah, me? Yeah, that's right. Right? <laughs> because and, that's how we make our money. And what they should have said, and, you know, the, I always get calls from Telus saying, hey, would you like to go on mobility? I'm going, no, I've already got a contract with that. I'm quite satisfied with it. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, all they need to do, the lead off is your contract is expired. Um, there's savings available for yeah. the existing same thing that you have. Would you like to discuss it? Right. That would be totally cool. Absolutely. That's not where they start. No, no. Right? And uh, and so, consequence of me calling because I'm pissed off because my bill basically doubled. Yeah. Well, it's back to half. Right. And this so, is after what? How long were you on hold? An hour. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. You that, that's it was, it was 45 minutes to an hour. Longer. It was a long right. time. And... Well, in fact, in fact, I was on hold for about 20 minutes and I'm going like, I can't wait for this. Right. And I, had, they'd asked if I wanted a callback number and said, we're unable to process your callback number. And so they put me back on hold. So I just hung up and in 45 minutes, 50 minutes, I got a call back. I'm going like, well, oh yeah. The system is completely system is screwed, screwed up. up, but okay. So I talked <laughs> to the guy and then while I'm on the phone and he's making all these changes, it took like 15 minutes. Yeah. I find the people when you actually do connect most companies, people are great. Like when you finally connect them. So I've got voice over internet through Telus and that's all in the Philippines and, and these silos, right? Because you're like, well, I've got, you know, this business connect. Can we just, connected over to the other thing I'm paying for. No, it's like totally different separate companies. It's like, 
Really? Yeah. Like, is this the 21st century yeah. or what? Right? Well, and, and going one step further, again, this is something I learned. So this is in the wrong spot because we're talking about media. Yep. But we talked about the consultant, talked about... Uh, um, shrinking. Shrinking. Um, I want to talk to you about... So because in an earlier episode, this is basically a follow-up to an earlier okay. episode. We talked about how Facebook has no human tech support. Right. So now they want to do what Elon Musk did, which is charge for a blue check for business. And you know what you get with it? Human customer support. This is Facebook? Facebook is providing, if you pay like eight or 12 bucks a month for your business or whatever, you'll get a verified ID, a blue check mark, and customer support. Otherwise you get no customer support. (laughs) So there is, no customer support. These are, these like, are companies. Is, these are companies that will not survive. Well, I, I think all that, it's going to take is someone eventually come up with the the magic formula of hey, customer service is important to people, right? Well, this is the whole thing with uh, the whole concept of uh, uh, like from a business perspective, customer supports is table stakes. It's how much you should have just for being at the table. Absolutely, it is not. It should not be a. But see, if per- nobody has it, then they're all. What's well, not on not, par until well, somebody comes up with better customer service and then well, it's like they uh, dominate. Flying Ryanair when you go fly Ryanair yeah. or whatever, you pay for everything. But they're upfront about it. But they say you will get. You have to pay for everything. Yes. And there'll be ads as the. But you you've know. got an alternative if you want to have be you pampered. Full, you can full full full, right. full flight. But like the telecoms, I mean, this is why Apple, a big part of why Apple is Apple, like. Say what you will, and I'm still a huge Apple fan. You go to that Apple store, and there's staff everywhere, right? Right. You go anywhere else, and it's like no stuff. crickets, right? Like, well, yeah. Does anybody help me with this? And there's like, no. And they're pretty helpful. They are. Yeah. Because they recognize, and I always see like old senior citizens. Like my dad goes to the Apple store every time he doesn't know what to do with his screw something up on his iPad. He's 86 years old. Never has he come out of there, and he complains about a lot of things. Like if he gets bad <laughs> yeah. service, I hear about it. Never heard him complain about Apple. Yeah, right. Right. So that's well, their, Apple, part of their secret and, and part, sauce. Part of their app store is there's no viruses. Yeah. Right. Right. They're really good at preventing virus transmission. Exactly. Whereas Google, it's I think uh, my understanding is Android devices are the number one distributor of malware. It doesn't surprise me. I gotta admit, I bought this new PC, you know, for work. For I hate it. Like I'm gonna use it, but compared to my Mac, just so here's a here's an example, real quick. And I know we I've got a lunch date here, but so on my Mac, if I go to the file manager, I can't remember what the hell it's called. Finder. Finder, right? And you want to delete something, you can just drag it to trash or you can right click and it immediately says delete. So I accidentally copied a, like I made a copy of a file. And I'm like, well, I don't want two copies of this. It took me about five minutes to figure out where the delete is. So you right click and you got a whole bunch of stuff. You can pin it and fuck, I don't know, send it to the moon. And then at the very bottom, it says more options. So I clicked on that. And then at the very bottom of the more options is delete. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what are the most two common things you're going to do with a file? You're going to copy it and you can delete it. Why would you put delete one level down in this it's just like well i mean to be to be fair insane the, there there is there is to be fair with the pc if you want to delete something you highlight it press the delete key 
You can right click, yeah. Mm. And the other thing is, you can do that you, on my Mac too. If you make a mistake, control Z. And what does that do? It undoes whatever you just okay, did. Okay, well, <laughs> it's not intuitive, is what I'm saying. I know there's right? certain there's certain things in a PC that are not intuitive. Control C, Control V, or Control X. Well, those are all the same on a, on a Mac. I know, right? And I believe Control Z, Z is also uh, uh, the same. Sure. In, in a, in a Mac. Anyhow, I'm I'm finding it to be Fair chunky. Enough. Fair enough. Another thing it does. I, I this is a uh, what's it? Microsoft Edge. Every time I I move the mouse too far to one side, and I'm sure there's a way to turn this off. But for God's sake it immediately brings in like the Microsoft edge, like highlight window. Zoop, oh yeah. That's right. That's actually, that's actually a feature and it's the same on both sides. <laughs> it is not a feature. It's the same on both sides, <laughs> top and bottom as well. So there's all these, uh, these yeah. hidden, hidden it, moves. It is not a feature because I'm trying to go, it's not the best laptop in the world. So the, the, the controller is a little bit, you know, it's not fine tuned. So you just go a little bit too far to try to click on, for instance, delete. And this stupid thing pops up. And then I don't know what I do. If you, you press it wrong, then it opens up the web page. And I'm like, I do not need this right now. Anyhow. <laughs> you can turn that off. I, I'm sure lots of ways to turn all sorts of stuff off. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Anyhow. It's a display setting. Anyway, uh, that's it for Gotta this go. week. Gotta go. See you next week. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. I'm uh, not sure what we'll talk about next week, but I'm sure it'll be not photography related. Probably not. <laughs> well, it might still be. We know. You You'll you'll have had another week of playing with your new camera, and maybe you'll have more to say about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. See you. Bye.